Welcome, I'm Ashley Bullard and this is a podcast for unitedpolitics.uk. So in the last few hours, the Home Secretary, Amber Rudd, has resigned. I'm joined by four members of United Politics and it's a very cross-party panel. And on this podcast, we're going to discuss why Amber Rudd had to resign, what they might mean for the government and also who might replace her. So we've got four members of the United Politics panel. We have Scott Addison, who is a member of the Conservative Party. Liam Martin-Lane, who is a member of the Labour Party. Jordan Thorpe, who's also a member of the Labour Party. And Andrew Baxter, who is Conservative-leaning. So I'm going to go to Scott Addison first. Um, Amber Rudd has resigned tonight as, as, as Home Secretary. Why did she have to resign? Or do you think that she didn't have to resign at all? What's really occurred, Scott? So, obviously, I think the prevailing issue um, behind her resignation was the Windrush scandal. Um, It was a horrible issue, and she can't escape her involvement, even if it wasn't her policies that that instigated it. Um, She was probably always going to go. Uh, Whether or not it was going to be this soon, I'm not sure. She might have been able to preside over it, but I think it might have harmed future elections. Okay, I'm going to go to Liam Martin-Lane next. So Amber Rudd's gone tonight. Do you think it was the right thing for her to go? And um, do, what, what were the issues around it? Was it all about Windrush? And uh, Scott just said it wasn't really her policies that caused it. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that last bit. Um, the, the, the Home Office, notoriously, it always has problems. And of course, the main problem recently has been uh, the Windrush scandal and how people in the Windrush generation were, tri- were treated. But what has really damaged Amber Rudd is the fact that the Labour Party, the Home Affairs Select Committee have been able to really, really effectively link this to Home Office uh, obsession, if you like, with targets for deporting people who apparently shouldn't be uh, in this country. That's what's really damaged Amber Rudd. That's why she's had to go today. Uh, but really that this is a policy put in train by her predecessor as Home Secretary. Okay, I'm going to go to Jordan Thorpe's next. So um, both Liam and Scott seem to think it was inevitable that uh, Amber Rudd was going to have to fall on her sword and resign. I take it you would agree with that assessment? Well, perhaps even just a few days ago, it almost looked like she could have survived the issue. We had lots of commentators saying she's in a really strong position Theresa May needs Amber Rudd to stay in the cabinet. And it hadn't yet been revealed how much she knew about the scandal. She had this sort of grace period of, oh, well, I put my hands up. I'm really sorry this has happened. I didn't really know. I wasn't really involved. I didn't see any of these targets. She's really happy to resign now is because she's been caught out lying. The leaked letter from the Home Office, which was from last year, signed by Amber Rudd herself, confirms she was aware of these targets and she even wants to enhance the number of people for enforced removals. So she almost made out of this as a slippery weasel, but in the end she's been caught out, so she had to resign. Oh, a slippery weasel. That's a funny way of calling Amber Rudd. But okay, I'm going to go to um, Andrew Baxter next. Do you agree the assessment that she had to go or do you think she could have... um, been a a slippery weasel, as Jordan just called her, and stayed on a little bit longer. What do you think, Andrew? Um, I think she should have gone. She misled Parliament and parliamentarians, as Jordan has said, the leaks, several leaks, in fact, not just one. The Guardian had a series of leaks, which quite clearly showed she was deceiving parliamentarians. So yes, I think she should have gone. And she had to go. However, as has been said, they weren't really her policies. They were more Theresa May's. So she has sort of taken the full something that's not really 
been her responsibility for the last six years. Okay, Andrew, I'm going to stay with you, if I may. You're saying it was actually Theresa May's policy. So what does this mean for the government that uh, Amber Rudd is now gone? Does it mean that uh, Theresa May is more exposed? Or actually, now that Amber Rudd's gone and she's sort of taken most of the flack for this uh, situation, that actual fact is actually a very good thing for Theresa May, that uh, um, Amber's fallen on her sword. How do you think this will pan out for the government? I don't necessarily think it's a good thing, because as long as Amber Rudd was there she could continue to take the flat for Theresa May. And now that she's gone, if this crisis carries on going on, and it could carry on going on very easily, there could be more stories of the kind of things we've already heard about uh, people affected by this scandal, then she will be taking the flat more directly for that than she would have been if Amber Rudd was taking the flat. So there's that. And again, if the same policies carry on, then it's not really going to alter anything, is it? That's the other point. And in previous situations where a minister has resigned, uh, people have always said, well, actually, in fact, Theresa May can't sack them. They always resign because they're doing a favour to Theresa May because she's in a bit of a weak situation. Do you think that was the case here? Do you think Theresa May may have asked Amber Rudd to actually fall on her sword? Or do you really think this was uh, the making of Amber Rudd herself and she actually offered to resign without even being asked? How, how would you assess that? I think it was probably Amber Rudd, purely because she was meant to be appearing before Parliament tomorrow. And I really struggled to see how she could have survived in front of Parliament tomorrow when it's been so clearly shown that she has been lying and that she has pretended she hasn't known anything about these targets when she quite obviously has based on these leaks. So I struggled to see how she would have survived that, really. And especially with the local elections coming up on Thursday, it would have been a really unhelpful shadow to have over the local elections going into Thursday to have this carrying on and on and on. That's a very interesting point. I'm going to go to Jordan Thorpe next on that one. I mean, the local elections are coming up this Thursday. It's incredibly close, isn't it, before actually Britain goes to the polls, or certainly most of Britain goes to the polls. Obviously, there isn't local elections in every single area. Do you think this might affect local elections, Jordan, that uh, the Home Secretary's had to resign? I don't know about Amber Rudd specifically resigning affecting it, but the whole issue definitely will have done. These Some of the areas, a lot of the areas that are up for the local elections this time are in very multicultural, diverse places in the country. And there'll be lots of people there that have either been directly affected by these policies or there will know people that have been directly affected by these policies. So when it comes to affecting the local election results, I think this will definitely have a huge sway on certain parts of the population. OK, and Scott, would you echo those thoughts? Do you think that this would cause a problem to the government um, that Amber Rose had to go? Or do you actually think it probably is a, a burden that's been lifted, that someone's actually taken the responsibility for the problem and has gone? Um, I would say that this is probably been uh, a burden that's been lifted. Um, she's obviously going to be replaced. There will be a fresh, cleaner face in the role. Uh, as Andrew alluded, there won't be much of a change in terms of the policy implementation in the Home Office. Her replacement won't be some radical reform of the Home Office. There isn't any space for that right now, and her replacement will largely carry on as Rudd did. But I think there will now be a change in the public sentiment towards the Home Secretary, which is, after all, one of the most prestigious and important members of cabinet. Uh, and this will be good for future election prospects and will ultimately help Theresa May. OK, a final word on this part of the podcast to Liam Martin Lane. Everyone else has said what they think it's going to do for the government. And Scott's bringing in, actually, who the next person might be as the replacement for the Home Secretary. I mean, <sighs> Theresa May has previously always replaced either a Brexiteer or a Remainer with another Remainer or another Brexiteer. 
Do you think this is going to harm the government that uh, Amber Rudd has gone, or do you think it's going to help the government, first of all? I have been thinking about that a little bit in the wake of this weekend's press onslaught, if you like, uh, against Amber Rudd. And I think this can in only way harm the government, certainly in the short term. Uh, It comes at a time where people actually think Theresa May has in somewhat recovered from her disastrous general election of last year, where the Conservatives seem to be opening up a bit of a lead, a small lead, but a bit of a lead consistently over Labour in the national polls. And now suddenly another lightning rod in Theresa May's cabinet has been removed. And this now is going to put more pressure onto Theresa May. I think she's in a very... Uh, weakened position right now and it certainly does not help them going into uh, election week. Okay and so final predictions then, who do we think might actually replace Amber Rudd? The the pickings are slim in some people's minds I think but um, there are polls out already, I think Ladbrokes has got one and there's a few other betting companies also uh, betting on different uh, potential replacements. So Jordan, I'm going to go to you first. Who do you think will be the replacement to Amber Rudd from the Tory cabinet? I think it will be whichever completely unqualified career politician they have lined up. The person that has the most capital in the party, the most sway and influence perhaps over other people. It seems to be the way the Conservatives are playing their internal politics these days. So I guess it doesn't really matter who, it's just good for their career. And Andrew, um, very cynical view there from Jordan. Um, who do you think might replace Amber Rudd? I'm not sure I can match that, but I will probably, I think maybe a dark horse here is Sajid Javid, because this has been a scandal about immigration. If you want to be really cynical, what's better than to put the Conservatives, uh, already a, sec- a minister of some, I think, can't think of his position at the minute, as somebody who is himself, I believe, a, a child of an immigrant, is it, or second generation? Mm. I forget exact details, but you know, a, a face they can put to this and say we are a party that isn't racist by putting Sajid Javid as uh, the new Home Secretary. I, I wouldn't rule that out. And and also, I think he was a Remainer as well, wasn't he? So Amir Rudd was yes. a Remain MP and yes. he was as well. So I can see some sort of logic there as well from that point of view. I see Liam Martin-Lane is desperate to get in on this. So um, Liam, who do you think is going to be the replacement for Amber Rudd? I'd agree with uh, with Andrew the fact that Sajid Javid is probably the person most likely to be uh, to be appointed. I know a lot of people would perhaps say that James Brokenshire is a perhaps a slightly closer ally of Theresa May, but of course course there are questions at the moment about uh, his recovery from his uh, from his operation earlier in the year whether he's fit to go ahead and occupy a ministerial position again uh, but I'd agree to an extent um, to an extent with Jordan and uh, and Andrew the government obviously has an image problem you have James cleverly who's had to come out uh, on Sky News to say that the Conservative Party doesn't have a problem with, uh, a problem with Islamophobia. So what better than to appoint a Muslim son of immigrants to be in charge of the government's immigration policy going forward? So I think Sajid Javid is most likely to take up the role there. And last but not least, the final word to Scott Addison. I mean, what do you think? Who do you think is most likely to replace Amber Rudd as the Home Secretary? Um, I think that Sajid Javid certainly is one of the most likely contenders, and I think he is at the moment one of the favourites uh, of the of the betting companies, um, I think the odds are pretty pretty much in his favour. But I wouldn't rule out Elizabeth Truss. I feel as though she does have the pedigree to occupy the role, even though yes, she did have a different stance on Brexit to to her predecessor. I think she'll bring a fresh face to the Home Office. 
Thanks, Scott, Jordan, Andrew and Liam. That was a cross-party political podcast from United Politics. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, don't forget you can subscribe to United Politics Podcasts on SoundCloud and iTunes. It's free and we'd love to have your company.